0: What is up? What is up, Greatness family? Hey, this is your host, Harding Ison Bowman. Proud to present yet another fresh episode of, you know it, the Daddy-O Show! Man, thank you for tuning in here on Partner with Greatness podcast, the Daddy-O Show series. We've got another exciting guest lined up for you, Mr. Keith Clark, a.k.a. Uncle KC aka KC the Jerky Man uh, with KC's home, Homestyle Jerky. Uh, this guy is awesome. If you've ever been in a community where there were some town fathers, you know, some gentlemen who had poured into not just one but multiple generations uh, of folks and really helped bring the community together and uh, pour life into the young people especially, that's who you're going to hear from this week with Keith Clark here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, he's a proud husband and father and has a lot of wisdom to pour into you. I got a lot out of it myself, just sort of sitting at the feet of a, of a guru, to be honest with you. He is street smart. He's a he's a veteran. Uh, he's He's been around and seen some things and done some things. He's totally transparent. He's going to be brutally honest with you about some of the trials and missteps that he's he's done in his time and a lot of the redemption that comes out of the strength of will when you turn turn your life around and begin, become a model and an inspiration for other people that they can do the same get ready to listen to mr keith clark be sure and message me on facebook if you want to pick up a delightful long sleeve gray t-shirt we've got a sweet uh, t-shirt that'll help you keep warm and keep a smile on your face so hit me up if you want one of those shipping now <clears throat> enjoy the episode Welcome back, welcome back, Greatness family. You're listening to the Partner with Greatness podcast. I'm Harding Bowman and this is a special series called The Daddy-O Show. This is where we lift up some dads in the community and allow them to share the special journey they're on as dads. We hope you have some laughs, learn some new things about dads, and maybe even get some healing while you're at it. All right, we had to, we had to squash the laughter before we could hit, hit the record button. I'm sitting here with my buddy, Keith Clark. Uh, the Homestyle Jerky Man. How you feeling, Keith?
1: Oh, I, you know, I'm blessed. Yes, I'm sir. Blessed. I'm living in the moment, man. Living in the moment.
0: Now, for those of you who have been following the podcast and listened to episode after episode, you might recognize the voice. This is the guy whose voice recording, his voice memo he sent into the podcast. I used it uh, to share just a positive listener testimonial on the uh, the episode with with okay. Marcus Patrick. So if you uh, if you recognize the voice, that's why. And uh, he's been he's been a supporter, man. I've, it just has really lifted up my heart to to hear the feedback and hear how you know some of the things the other daddy O's have shared have, have has you know touched your heart and and uh, given you a fresh perspective. And you've kind of accepted it as accountability too. You've said you know you shared with me you know some of the things I've heard, the points of view that have been raw and real. Uh, it's it's caused me to look at my own self and say. You know, do I need to improve? Do I need to focus on this area? So it's this is really a special moment for me to, you know, take someone who has, has listened to the podcast and now bring your story and, and give you the chance to add some value and pay it forward. Uh, just a very awesome thing here, man. All right. All right. Yeah, so I appreciate you coming on. Uh, sitting in your lovely home, and uh, you were just sharing with me a little bit about your, your family. So for the folks listening on the podcast here, uh, Keith, if you don't mind, share a little bit about yourself, your family, a snapshot of, uh, you know, your family and your kids and that kind of thing.
1: Oh, well. Well, um, I'm, you know, my name's Keith Clark. And yes, like you said, I have KC Homestyle Jerky. Love had it. to plug it. <laughs> had Absolutely. to plug it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Um, definitely, I have a very blended family. mm uh-huh. And my wife is from Ash Camp, Pikeville area. So that's okay. a very diverse. Detroit and
0: Pikeville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. It's a, Under it's, one roof. Yeah. It's,
1: <laughs> it was something, you know. And um, <laughs> even going there to visit the first time, before we even got to her home, everyone in the holler contacted her mother and do you know your daughter's coming down the holler with a black man in the car? <laughs> and I thought that was funny. But you know what? For those who live in those areas, I wanna thank you for all the kindness that you showed me coming there, not knowing me, because it was new for both of us. For sure, yeah. Me coming to an area, myself coming to an area that, well, I don't think I've seen a black person back there, but, for sure. you know, and from Detroit, and to come to this area and be welcomed <clears throat> with open arms and. You know, friends with many of you on Facebook, and you always say whenever I come through, if I want a meal, feel free to stop in. How cool that, is that? That's what family's all about. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, um, you know, many asked me, well, you're from Detroit, you had to be prejudiced, you know, towards white people. I said, well, I went to a school that was 98% black. Mm. But even that 2%, It wasn't about if you were black or white. It was about, can you hold your own? Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're the skinniest little white guy in the neighborhood. If I know that you got my back in a situation, I have yours. Mad respect. That's how we refer to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have an elder. My eldest is 25, and she is such a joy to me. Um. Graduated. She graduated from Moorhead State, nice, with honors, with a degree in sociology, social work, and criminology. Props. And she's also certified to the state as a nail technician. Okay. So I just told her, chase your dreams. I, you know, granted we want the best for our kids, and you know we hear when we hear that we obviously we want our kids to have better than what we have.
0: Right. Right.
1: I think. That's a little, that's a little vague.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And what I mean by that, when I say I want my daughter to have better than myself, first and foremost, I want her to have God and be happy. So if she's shoveling crap in a horse barn and she's happy and enjoy what she's doing, have at it. Hmm. Because it was many jobs that I had that was, wasn't happy at him. went through job after job, and yeah. you know, fighting on the job, being disrespectful, and the whole nine yards. And, and with my wife, I have my youngest one. Now my eldest one, I must point out, she's strictly bookworming computer. That <laughs> she can fix anything on the computer. She has so much knowledge about everything. If I have a problem finding this or doing this, matter of fact, she's the one set up my page for KC's Homestyle Jerky nice, nice. because I didn't have a clue what I was doing.
0: Yeah. So before there was a Geek Squad, there was your daughter. <laughs> hey.
1: At 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 um thirteen years old, we would have problems with the laptop, and she'd go in there and just real quick fix it. Man. And I was like, "How did you do that?" She said, "You just had to read and look at YouTube." <laughs> Right. Okay, what is YouTube oh let me show you so I'm just like oh man too much too much for me yeah I'm used to reading books that somebody teach me I'm a fit I'm a um visual person yeah now my youngest she's nine years old and that's my little that's my <coughs> little <laughs> little princess and part in the word but my little redneck as well <laughs> She can be a princess one moment. And then the next moment, she's like, Dad, let's put on some camouflage. We go out in the woods. She's been out squirrel hunting already. She's knocked out four squirrels out of a tree. No problem at all. She yeah. went to the youth hunt just recently recently, and pinged three does.
0: Wow.
1: Wow. Spot on shot. Yeah. And on my camp, my... um. Field camera and everything is some big bucks running around there, talking about 10 and 12 pointers, okay. Yeah. So she's going to go with me to my blind <laughs> this weekend, and she's challenging me that she's going to get one of them before I do. Oh, oh Lord. Now, now I'm going to let you know, if she gets one before I do, I will not be posting it on Facebook. <laughs> not until I get one either to match hers or bigger. I am not coming home oh, yeah. with my daughter, my nine-year-old, showing me up. Gotta don't, get me, don't get me wrong. Yeah. If she done well, daddy has to do well, too, because that's how it's supposed to go. But, um, yes, I, I love my family. That's I, awesome, man. I love them. And, you know, <clears throat> and this and the reason I'm telling you all this is because where we're going to go from here will pretty much show how things come full circle. My, my brother-in-law, he didn't like me. mm at first when he found out that his daughter was dating a black male. Understandable from the environment that he came from. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, how can you pass judgment on me you never met me or don't want to meet me. Right, right. So, you know, I took care of his mother and I loved her to death. She was like a mom to me. And then his grandmother passed away and he came from Florida, came back up from Florida where he was living at the time. And he pulled me to the side, he said, listen, I heard a lot of wonderful things about you. You take care of my mother. You love my sister. He said, I have nothing but respect for you. Wow. And that was, that was God's work. Yeah. And the reason I say that, because without saying a word or lifting a finger, God fought that battle for me and calmed his heart and his spirit. Yeah. That's a miracle. Yeah. That's a miracle. And you know, I know every word that came out of his mouth about me was not appropriate. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, because <clears throat> you don't know me. Yeah. You don't know me. Yeah. I um. I ended up here in Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky. I was living in Detroit, I got out of service. And after going through st- strenuous rehab from my injury, because I was discharged with a medical honorable discharge and that was a tragic thing. I should have been dead. Um, I got on my feet was was able to walk again and I was walking with a friend that I grew up with. He got shot while we was walking across the street because he bumped somebody. The guy unloaded a clip in him and he died right there in my arms. And at that moment I had to make a decision. If I stay there in Detroit, I was going to either end up dead or in jail. Yeah. That's not my plan. Right. Okay, I was already going through depression from my injuries and everything else. So, that was not my plan. So, I immediately went home to my mother's house, excuse me, put everything back in my duffel bag and whatever civilian clothing that I had put in the trash bag, and I got on the first express bus out of Detroit, and it brought me here to Lexington, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what bus I was getting on. I said, I want a ticket for the first bus out of here. And she says, leaving that gate here in two minutes. So
0: randomly you came to Lexington?
1: Came to Lexington, right over there at the Greyhound bus station off the of New Circle Road by Russell K. Uh-huh. Didn't know a soul. I was totally shocked that there was buildings around here because the only thing I was thinking of was farms and horses. <laughs> right. right. So I began my journey walking around and I stayed at the Y for a while, got a job, got a car. Um, When you're not living right, when you're not living right, and um, you've caused a lot of harm in your day, trouble finds you. <laughs> now, what, what I mean by that, you two. I'm sorry, my dogs out there. My dogs do out do there. Sorry about no that. Caught, caught me off guard. I thought you were gonna come through the window. <laughs> and um, yeah, exactly. trouble, trouble, trouble find you. Yeah. They knew, you know, it's like they could smell it in you. And I'm telling you, for those out there who are addicted to painkillers, cocaine, heroin, or whatever, if you're not going to the proper steps in healing yourself and putting God first in some type of recovery program, those like you will find you. Mm. They will find you. It's amazing, isn't it? It's like they sniffed me out. All my, all my friends, or so-called friends, yeah that I initially met when I came here were pill, addicts, cocaine. Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting because you know you shared that you you know started getting a warm place to stay, started working, got a car. On, mm-hmm. the, on the outside, one would almost think that you were headed in the right direction doing a lot of the things. Oh, the functional you, addict. You're doing some of the right things that looked good on the outside, but in the inside, you weren't healed, right?
1: I was Totally damaged. Yeah. Totally broken. I gravitated to all those that <clears throat> were like me, and we masked our feelings and pain mm-hmm. through drugs. I was hiding the fact that I injured myself so bad that I no longer could box, mm. which I really wanted to make a career out of. I wanted to make the Marine Corps my career.
0: Yeah.
1: But due to my injuries, I even fought to want to stay with my unit. And then I was brought to the battalion office and they just made it very clear. You, due to your injuries, you are putting the rest of your unit at risk. Mm -hmm. Now, if you continue to fight this, we will give you a court martial to put you out and you'll lose your honorable discharge status. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pack it up. I got to go. That must have been rough. it was devastating,
0: yeah, it's because you talked about in Detroit, you know your honor came from being able to back up your friends in a I tough had, situation. when you say
1: family, yeah and I and I still hold true to this day when I say you're my family, I'm not talking about biologically,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're my family,
0: yeah
1: um yeah that was that was hard because I was not the type of person to depend on anyone. <clears throat> right. Okay, um, especially when I got out of service, gosh, civilians, all the little young guys coming up to you and talking all this garbage and trash with no direction. It just irritated me because in my mind, I'm like, you haven't been through a fraction of what I've been through. You are not gonna disrespect me. Yeah. And um, like I said, I gravitated to the wrong people. Um, you know in and out of relationships primarily with my um, eldest daughter's mother Um, I could accept the fact that we had our disagreements and she would say okay you have to get out you have to get out and the thing is that was a toxic relationship Yeah, and I kept going back but when that time happened, when she put me out with my almost two-year-old daughter in the middle of winter, knowing I had no money and we were homeless for two weeks, I said, I'll never return. Wow. I never returned. Yeah. And I kept my daughter warm, sleeping in the back of the car, clothes out of the bags on top of her, keeping her warm, and... The thing about it, even to this day, my daughter doesn't remember that because all she remembers is that, hey, Dad, you was always there for me and took care of me.
0: Right, no sense of insecurity, just... No, no, but she always
1: knew everything was going to be all right. That's amazing. Um...
0: My buddy Brian Leggett, uh, the personal trainer, who was on a previous episode, he used that word toxic talking about uh, a previous relationship. Yeah, very. It was, and even though he shared a child with that person, that just had he had to sort of turn a corner where it was like you you and I can't continue. Right. No judgment there. You know, I've I've never been in that situation. So
1: just because you and the mother, or or the or the woman and the father have come to that that turning point in the road does not mean that you don't love your children. Or as a man, does it mean that you shouldn't take responsibility for your child?
0: Mm -hmm. Is it possible to model like a healthy uh, behavior towards the mother of the child, even when you're like estranged from one another? Has that been a struggle for you or? Well,
1: it was for a few months. But I came to the point where I I just told her I forgave her. We can't see eye to eye, and that's okay. That's huge. Yeah. Okay, my priority is her. You have visitation. You can come visit. Come get her. And after a while, you know, she did it for a while just to try and press someone, I guess, or make herself feel good. Then she stopped. So, um, my daughter really didn't have a relation, my oldest daughter didn't have a relationship re- really with her mother until she was almost graduating from high school. Mm. And even then, I did not deny her the right to see or be with her mother. Man. I never spoke ill of her mother yeah. in front of her. Yeah. See, many of us, a lot. many of us are young people, ladies and men, you think you're making yourself feel good or better by degrading the father or degrading the mother, calling them out her name and everything else. But if you take time out, that's what you, your children are listening to. Mm-hmm. That is their perspective of how life is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? Only person you're damaging is that child.
0: Yeah.
1: Just to, to boost your ego. Yeah. So I never done that.
0: That's a, that's a sacrifice. That, yeah, I,
1: I didn't do that. And it, it came to the point that when I even seen her again as my daughter was in high school, what she said was profound to me because I was just like, I don't really want to argue with you. You came over here to see our daughter, please do. But she came up to the doorstep and she said, I want to thank your wife And you Especially your wife Because She said I have nothing but Respect for her For taking in my daughter And loving her And treating her as her own Wow Now You know Many may not understand it Or may not even agree with it But I think For Um Young black lady living here In Lexington, Kentucky Who's probably witness to a lot of um, Not diversity But more so Social I'm trying to figure out what the word I'm looking for But social prejudice That she had experienced For her to come up to My wife who is white And say that to her Mm -hmm. took a lot. Mm -hmm. And for that, I have respect for her.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is
1: huge, man. That is huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, because all she ever told me, you're not from here. You don't know how they treat black people here. I said, well, you know, I may not be from here. But um, people treat you the way they see that you Mm -hmm. So if you go out And you act a fool You're treated as such
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I choose to I I tell both of my daughters this Even when they go to school every morning God loves you You love everybody Be of service to somebody You don't know
0: Yeah That's huge
1: That's hard yeah, that's hard for a kid to um, contemplate and put yeah. that in perspective. And when I say be of service to someone, I especially mean those that ridicule you and downplay you. You show them even more love. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You yeah. show them even more love. Yeah. And eventually, God willing, they that will over, they were overcome this. Yeah. So um, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um.
0: So you mentioned, uh, you, mentioned you, you tell them this uh, that repeatedly. You repeatedly put that idea in their minds. You know, mm-hmm. give them that kind of affirmation and that focus mm-hmm. for the day. What, what are yes. some other areas of consistency where you've been able to be predictable and consistent as a father?
1: When they wake up before they feet at the floor. Okay. Thank you, God, for waking me up.
0: Nice. That's a, that's a routine, huh? I think
1: countless. Yeah. Cause no day is promised. When it's your time to go and he's ready and call you home, it is what it is. So when you're able to open up your eyes and look and see that you're still here, knowing that he's not finished with you yet and that you're part of a bigger plan. So you have a choice before your feet hit that floor. Are you going to use this blessing in a negative way? Or you gonna go out and be positive about it?
0: Absolutely, be a blessing. Be a blessing. So you got, you got these uh, affirmations. What what else? Like, if somebody could be a fly on the wall in, in the Keith Clark household, what what other rhythms and consistencies are are present here? In, uh...
1: You know. I always told my daughters, too, as well, because when they hung around in their little friend cliques or groups or whatever, I said, never say anything ill of someone, Mm -hmm. especially in a gossip session with your little friends, because the first time that you do not see it their way, that same one's talking about them will be talking about you. (laughs) For sure, for sure. I said, that's just the way it is. And I always told my daughters, even that's children, even my youngest one now, you're just as good as any man. Mm. You don't need a man, but hopefully God will bless you with a wonderful partner in life.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I stressed to my eldest one, especially, I said, um, the, one of the most important things that I want for you is to graduate from college, be financially independent, So even if you do meet that special someone, and God forbid it does not work out, you would not be in a hardship because he left. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I want
1: you to be able to take care of yourself. Preferably, I want you two to be able to take care of one another and work as one. Mm -hmm. That's even better. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's That's even better. My daughters have never seen me um, use profanity towards my wife. Never, never, never heard me say anything, any profanity towards my wife. And they definitely know I never raised my hands to my wife. Yeah, and I would tell them the man that you should see should give you the same respect I give your mother.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now my eldest daughter, she, she got married right after college. She asked me all while in college, can she? Can't just I said. I don't mind you getting married, but you're not getting married or making me a grandfather until you get that degree.
0: Nice.
1: Plain and simple.
0: Yeah.
1: You're not, you're, everything is unacceptable to that point. Yeah. She graduated from college with honors and she said, we set our wedding date for two weeks from here.
0: <laughs> Got it pretty close. But she I
1: couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't argue that.
0: Yeah. That seems like a pretty solid daddy-o move right there, Keith. I
1: I couldn't I couldn't argue that. Yeah. Okay. You graduated from college with honors. You Check. already have a job lined up. Check. Um, I'm not a grandfather by you. Check. You have proven to me that you're responsible. And I did say wait till after you graduate, and I and I'll take care of the wedding. Nice. Two weeks, man. Come on. <laughs> It was hustling. <laughs>
0: We're
1: talking about it was overtime. Yeah, it was. Hey, I gave my wife a pretty short timeline too. You know, by the
0: time I got myself sorted out, you know, and became sort of like fit to be a husband, for lack of better words, you know, and not I, be selfish to oneself. Yeah, and I knew I could handle a commitment and go in for the long haul. Right. And right, there was no turning back and no regrets. Then once I proposed, I was, <laughs> I, was, it was I was ready. Boom, you know boom, I mean? boom, go. boom. Yeah. let's
1: do it. I'm not waiting till next year and do life, all this stuff. Oh yeah, and, a
0: long engagement. I never and, understood that.
1: And that's just what it was. just, just what it was like. Fire as i I guess their engagement was all through college. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, right. so I figured that was just the case. Unofficial
0: story. Yes, to...
1: yes, indeed. <laughs> and just before he walked down that aisle, I stood outside that chapel with his mother and him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, you and I have had, his name is Matt, nice young man. He loves my daughter just as much as I do, if not more. He's from Sandy Hook. So she married a redhead guy from Sandy Hook, which I thought was very ironic since my wife is white. And now she married her husband is white. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. That, I thought that was cool in so many ways because I noticed she listened to me when I said, you don't judge somebody by what they look like, their color, their religion. You judge them by how they treat you and what's in their heart. Mm-hmm. This you're man saying, loves her. Yes, sir. And we stood outside that chapel, and I said, "You and I have." I said, "Matt, you and I have had this conversation many times, but I just want to make this clear in front of your mother and father. I wish you and my daughter the utmost happiness.
0: Yeah.
1: But if my daughter ever comes home because you put your hands on her, this is just a father thing." With your daughter This is my little girl See you have to understand I saw my Mother as a kid I remember my father Being abusive towards her mm-hmm. I would not have that For my girls Yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah And I
1: And, and I let them know What the consequences Were going to be
0: This is a family friendly podcast We'll leave that off there. Yeah that, That's what I'm saying
1: <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying But you know The good thing about it His father and mother Said did you hear that man Yeah are you still willing to walk down this aisle wow. and give her that respect? I love it. Because he's letting you know yeah. what he's gonna tolerate and what he's not. Yeah. He said, Yes, sir. Alright. He said, Well I wish you the best, because from this point on,
0: yeah.
1: it's your party.
0: Right.
1: And I told him, She's your responsibility now.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll feed her if she comes to the house, but my daughter shouldn't go hungry. Yeah. Y'all need to take care of one another. Yeah. It was a beautiful ceremony. That's cool. It was a beautiful ceremony. And it kind of takes me back. Because, again, when I met my wife, my daughter had just, she's like three and a half. And we were just friends at first. And um, she would watch my daughter while I went to work, when she was off work. And I was very appreciative of that. And, you know, I, everyone said, well, they're too young to hear this and too young for you to be telling this. But I always told my daughter, if you marry someone, that should be your best friend. Mm-hmm. And then after about three years, my daughter looked at me and said, "Um, you said you always, the person you marry should be your best friend, right? I said, yes. She said, so why haven't you asked Lana to marry you? Oh. Mm. <laughs> I
0: Had to think about that. Okay. You're right. That's crazy. She said that. You're right. Yeah, she just held the mirror up. Take your own advice. Yeah, this is what you said. Yeah.
1: Take your own advice, cause we was, pre- was very we was <laughs> very cautious around her that she wouldn't see intimate details of our life around her because I didn't get, want my daughter to have the wrong perspective if that relationship didn't work out. Well, Again, people, I'm not saying that well, I was perfect in nauseous. no way or way. Yeah, I understand. But you see what I'm saying? Basically, like the old folks say, hey, why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free? Right? And I didn't want my daughter to feel that men should use her like that. Yeah. So in 2000, my wife and I got married. Wow 19 years
0: mm-hmm.
1: I never in my wildest dreams Thought I would be committed And faithful To someone for 19 years Yeah I knew I would be committed To my daughter My daughter of our relationship Yeah But To another mm-hmm. Wow
0: Yeah
1: Wow. And still to this day, I can look at her and say, I love you. You're my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I make a point every day to let my wife know her, whether it's verbally, by my actions. Yeah, you,
0: you, that's really cool that it's it's worked out to be a long term, long game relationship, you know, because some people could argued that after. After that, the one failed relationship, you would be considered damaged goods, and maybe you'd have, you know, a hesitancy to commit and to, you know, get. Well, involved. I was hesitant. Yeah.
1: That's why it took the yeah. for me to realize yeah. that. Hey, why not marry my yeah. best friend? What are you because, waiting on? yeah. because I was so hurt from the previous relationship. Yeah. I couldn't let those words come out my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you how that came about. She had called me. No, I had called her from work. At that time, I was working at Rio Bravo in Lexington here. And um, I had called her from work. How's my little one doing? She said, oh, she's doing fine. She's just playing. Okay, good. If y'all need anything, let me know. She said, okay. And before I hung up the phone, I said, thank you. I love you. Oh! I could not believe that came out my mind <laughs> I hung the phone up <laughs> I hung the phone up as quick as I can <laughs> And before I could turn and walk away The phone rung again ah. Hello Rio Bravo What did you say to me? <laughs> wow <laughs> I said you heard me She said I want you to tell me what you said to me I said I love you She said I love you too Ooh. I loved you for a long time
0: Oh, this is great Wow Wow, yeah Y'all just had that in your mind wow. And didn't say it for so long And just wow. had this friendship I mean,
1: she saw when I even made an attempt To go out and date people As friends And she said, well, why didn't that work out? Well, first thing came out of her mouth When it was at the dinner table I don't have kids and don't want any kids Well, that pretty much cancels you out Because I have a little girl I didn't waste my time Right, right. Um, and I always wanted to make sure I had a good fit for my daughter because whoever was going to be with me have to love my daughter more than I love that they love me. Yeah,
0: oh, that's amazing.
1: And my wife does. <clears throat> that's all my daughter my eldest daughter. That's who she calls mama. Yeah.
0: Period You had the priority in line and, and you were not in a hurry I love it man Because I feel like it's a very in a, in a rush to follow your passion And just you know, oh. jump into what's in front of you That feels good at the moment You know That's kind of where our culture is Right at you know? right. I hate to sound
1: like an old fart when I say that But it's kind of true It's, it's true but, And, and mm-hmm. another thing When you have children already from a previous relationship And they're living with you Because yeah. I had custody of my daughter I did not want my daughter to see or know her daddy as a guy who brought, a man who brought different women to the house every other night. Right, right. For two reasons. I didn't want her to think that's how a woman, that's what a woman should expect, that no guy's gonna be committed to her whether she does something with him or not. Yeah. Nor did I want her to have, in her mind, that's how men are gonna treat you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. One one of the things that I don't really mention, you know, because my heart is is, you know, mentoring for young younger dudes, you know, but it goes both ways. It goes both ways. The way the two genders treat each other, you're you're setting your
1: expectations and communicating how you should treat the other, you know. But how they treat one another is how they are raised in their home. They only repeat what they see. Totally. If they see their mother sleeping around, then the young man's perspective is all women are this, or that. Yeah. So they're not gonna commit to them anyway. They
0: all, they all like that. Starts with the letter H, right? Right,
1: right. right. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And a young lady, what she'll see is that my mom's doing this, and the only thing, she's getting some little money here and a little money there, so if I wanna get some new shoes, I gotta do this with him. No. Yeah. First thing, get your own job. And show him you don't need him to buy you a pair of shoes. A pair of shoes for what? For me to let you violate me, or in the other, in another <clears throat> sense of the word, you use me yeah. for something that I should consider valuable and pure and rich in myself. Yeah. So that's how I raise raise my daughters, and my youngest one even today. Yeah. You know, she was even teased at seven years old at school because all the boys was running, jumping, swinging from the monkey bars, jumping from here and there and everything else. And they were laughing and said, you a girl, you can't do that. She said, but I can shoot a deer at 200 yards, can you? Nice. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You, heard me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's
0: awesome. No, you didn't. That's awesome.
1: When my daddy come pick me up, I'll show you the pictures of what I've done.
0: Yeah. Go. Hey,
1: she went fishing with my brother-in-law and I out in Grayson Lake. Caught a bunch of rock bass. I couldn't. Every time I take her, I can't catch nothing, but she's pulling fish left and right out of the water. <laughs> we got back to his house. She took the fish out of the well, put them in the pool, swam around in the pool with her fish, <laughs> Then when she got tired of swimming, she said, "All right, supper time. Let's get them out." I said that's cruel. You thought you gave them the opportunity thinking they had a second chance, and now you say it's dinner time.
0: One last swim. That's a great story. Oh, that's a great oh. story, man.
1: And you know, I don't I don't hold anything against individuals who's vegetarians or you know Whatever That's your choice That's your preference That's fine I'm not going to impose My will on you And please don't impose Yours on me In that regard Yeah I get it And I had one lady When I started this homepage there On Facebook She said I can't believe You go out here And you slaughter animals I said I only kill what we eat Yeah And if you're going To be mad at me Go petition Kroger's And Walmart
0: Yeah
1: They're part of The same game Totally Well I'm a vegetarian And I think you ought To consider that I said, well, at this rate, if the world went to hell to hell in a handbasket, I guarantee you, my daughter can kill a squirrel or deer before you can grow a head of cabbage in your backyard.
0: Yeah, the survival skill aspect. Yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, I wanna, I wanna talk about, uh, I wanna touch about some stuff. That sure, you, please. You, you and I had a great phone conversation. Yes, with, please. Before we did this episode, and you were talking about. Uh, uh, rejecting labels and choosing your crowd. There's right. a couple of concepts there. Right. So we're, I want to come to that in a second. And uh, but right now, let's, let's break it up with a left hand turn here into the random rapid fire daddy-o questions. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let's do all this. Right, all right. Yeah. Let's you, do it.
0: Let's are do you it. ready for the speed round? I'm
1: ready. I'm ready. I'm a, okay. I'm a marine, buddy. I'm a marine. Born ready. Yeah. Born ready. <laughs>
0: what is uh, what is a skill that most people would not know about you that you're good at? <laughs>
1: making people feel comfortable and want it and need it.
0: Sweet, that's awesome.
1: They already it. know I'm a Marine. They know I can go out and kill. They know I can hunt. Yeah, they know I can. I can fish. Yeah. So all they see is that rough yeah. shell. Yeah. But what is it on the inside?
0: You're a people person.
1: I love children. Yeah. I love children. <clears throat> I go to the Church of the Savior here in um, Nicholasville for Brandon Road and all the kids there call me Uncle KC. I have over 325 nieces and nephews, <laughs> right, right. and some of them now are grown and graduated from high school and got married. I've been to their weddings, I've commended them in, with their graduations yeah. and everything yeah. else. And still as grown men and women, you're still Uncle KC. And some, cool. of their, some of the people, individuals, they're, they're young parents, 23 yeah. and 24. I'm Uncle KC to them, too.
0: That's awesome, man. Very cool. All right, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream?
1: <sighs> it's the black cherry. All right. The black cherry. I can't eat it. Sorry. After you get to a point in your age. Kind of, lactose yo, yo. My <laughs> wife won't allow it. I can have sherbet. Yeah. <laughs> that's so she won't let me have <laughs> ice cream.
0: I guess that was a setup, there. Yeah, that was a setup. She
1: let me eat ice cream if she's gone uh, with her brother or something for the uh, weekend.
0: My bad. Yeah, that's all right. That's all good. Uh, all right, so everybody knows uh, you are the man when it comes to jerky. Uh, what else is a signature, Daddy O, Keith Clark, food item that you cook really well?
1: Uh, I um, I, get, I have a couple of them actually. I like um, making Cancun shrimp, Ooh. and that's something I learned from working at Rio Bravo. I love making that, and I like making a pork tenderloin roast with an apple um, glaze.
0: Ooh, Lord, yeah, that that's that sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> it is, no, <laughs> it is, is that an that apple brown sugar glaze right yeah, over Got my appetite started. <laughs> All right, if you could only work one muscle group for the rest of your life, like anytime you exercise, weight, learn, whatever, what muscle group would you pick? It's kind of a weird one.
1: My mind. The mind,
0: ah! Oh! You, you took it and flipped it. My mind. Yeah.
1: Because I've been in a position where I thought I wasn't going to be able to walk again. Yeah. So... I realized that that can come and go at any point in time, so that has no value. Yeah. yeah. Your mind and your heart is, boom. Man, we, That's the one. That's the one. Ah, that'll get you through everything.
0: Ah, greatness family, we weren't ready for this one. He <laughs> <laughs> just took it deeper on, on the rapid fire random daddy question. Yeah, questions.
1: yeah. It's your mind and your heart. <clears throat> it's your mind and your heart because see, remember, I was told I wasn't gonna be able to walk again, and um, I told I wasn't gonna be able to have children. Yeah. I made myself walk again. Yeah. Let's put it this way: yeah. I thought I made myself walk again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as my daughter pointed out to me at eight years old, "Dad, you've never been alone. All you had to do was ask him."
0: Ah, uh, uh, we can't handle it. <laughs> That's what she <you> told me. <laughs> That's so. That's good. what she told me. I, and I, I, I shook it, my man. head and said, "You're right." Yeah, that childlike faith is insane, isn't it?
1: We are all, as children, we are all innocent lambs, Yeah. okay? And the devil try and destroy and take that from us, that which empowers us and enrich us. He doesn't worry about the ones going out here, drugging and passed out in the street. Devil don't bother them, he already has them. Mm-hmm. The ones that he battles are the ones who, who are devoted to their God and their faith, loving everyone unconditionally. And being forgiving Because if you can't love everyone unconditionally See that's one of the greatest things about Jesus That's the number one thing that he asked of us is love Okay So if you can't love unconditionally How can he love you for all the sins you have done If you can't forgive your enemies How do you expect him to forgive you? Mm -hmm. Straight up Boom I don't want to be at that gate and say, oh, you didn't forgive him. So when you act the fool for that last twelve years, I'm sorry. hmm Isn't
0: that crazy how uh, how Christ is both love and accountability and you can't, it is. You can't separate the you two. You can't. You know, love is accountability and you vice can't. versa. Yep. You can't.
1: They That's go nice. hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. They Good go stuff. hand in hand. Come on, I know last, you got more questions than that. Last uh
0: last rapid fire question here. Oh man, you uh, could have came hard. <clears throat>
1: okay.
0: <laughs> Told you I wasn't ready. Uh, What's your favorite uh, thing to purchase if you only have $2? Just a little small purchase. What's your favorite thing to pick
1: up? I pick up peppermint patties from Kroger's for my daughter when I pick her up from school because that'll be her after school snack. Look at you. That's awesome, man. For her and the little girlfriend that I pick her from school, I always bring peppermint patties when I only have $2. Yeah.
0: My my dad used to have a little Snickers bar or something in the glove box. Uh-huh. and i I'd, I'd look in there because I knew it was there. That was like one of his little habits. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Consistency. You know. Yeah. But isn't it crazy how exciting things are for kids when and they then, know they know what's coming? You know that expectation. And
1: they're so they're so excited. Her little friend that I pick up from school. She got in the car because she was sick the day before, so I wouldn't able to pick her up from school. And she said, "I lost a tooth." I said, "You did." She said, "Yeah." I said, you believe in the Tooth Fairy? She said, no. I said, I looked around. I saw that I had like three dollars worth of change here. Yeah. I said, well, today I'm your tooth fairy. Nah. And she got good grades on the report card. My daughter got all A's. She's always made the honorable, but now she made the principal list, so I was so happy about that. I rewarded them with for that by taking them out and saying, Okay, here's $80. Buy whatever you want.
0: Yeah. Spoil money.
1: <laughs> no. Well, you can say that, but I don't reward for not doing your what you're expected to do. Yeah. You can't come to me and say, ooh, the teacher really liked it because I was able to read the book today. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, baseline. Yeah. Bottom line. That's, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, right, right, right. Now, where are you going to take it to the next level?
0: Yes, sir. Well,
1: now you done came home with your report card and it says AAA and the lowest percentage was 95 and the rest of them was 100. Much love, because I know when I was a kid, I was a hoodlum. <laughs> and if I got an A on my report card, the first thing my mother would ask me, did you change this grade?" <laughs> How so, did you
0: accomplish this? Yeah.
1: yeah. So, I reward when you do well. That's awesome. You're supposed to. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you go out and say, oh, you got all A's. They're supposed to bust their butt at school. I tell her, if you go to school and you have a math test. And I know you studied all weekend long for that test. But yet you come home with a C. I would not be mad at you cuz I know you gave it your all.
0: Yeah, right 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 right. Now
1: if you didn't study and you went there and you got a C. A I'm not I'm not pleased. With, I'm yeah. not pleased with that. Yeah. You could have done better if you applied yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's a, that's an important scorecard to keep, you know, because that goes deeper into the character and not just the exactly the, the test, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm a teacher, so I'm really you're, you're right with me. What you're saying, yeah. And I
1: tell I t- every year I tell the teacher I said, listen, I'm a disabled vet. I'm stay at home parent. If there's ever an issue with my child. Don't wait to the end of the week to send on a weekly report. Right. You call me, I'm right around the corner. Yeah, I love that. I don't play. Yeah. I tell them right from the jump I'll pop up to your class. Yeah. Not because I don't trust you. It's because I yeah. want to see how she's conducting herself.
0: Yeah. And that support network of rallying around the kid from different angles, different environments, mm-hmm. you know, school and home.
1: Yes. Uh, and then- you have to work together. Yeah. So many young parents, especially because that's result from kid- babies having babies. They want to be best friends with their kids. I'm not your best friend, your parent. Mm-hmm. And they sit up here and they think the teacher is supposed to do their job. No. We're supposed to do our job. The teachers help our child to improve upon that. I don't send my child to school for the teacher to be the parent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's my job. Yeah. And I'll pop up in a heartbeat and look in class, and if I see you not acting right, knocking the glass, excuse me, come here. Yeah. Absolutely. What's your problem? Yeah. Well, she was talking to me, but the teacher was talking. Mm-hmm. But she... What she? What you do to her?
0: Shh. Right. Redirect. Yeah. Turn. Turn right back around. Let's continue in Uncle Casey's advice corner here for the for the younger folks. Uh, oh. So what? What were you? Uh, what were you meditating on? Uh, uh, being careful about picking your crowd and, and rejecting labels. T- talk to me about that whole thread there. What does that mean to you in terms of younger people coming up trying to figure out you know what direction they want to go? who, who the, best, they want to become. The,
1: the best way to do that is give an example from my life.: Nice. Okay. A lot of young people, because they made some poor choices or hung around the wrong people, because even though we like to say we're all individuals, our society... Base things on what they see. So if you're hanging around with a group of people acting a fool, they could consider you one of those fools. Right. Okay. they by, by
0: association. By saying?
1: association. Those the labels they ha- they place on you. That's what our society places on us. Yes, sir. I, I know we I know we beat your time, buddy. I got you. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm okay, we're good. Okay. Yeah. And um, you know I've done some foolish things. Nothing that I'm proud of. Uh-huh. nothing that I'm proud of whatsoever. And I'm constantly reminded of that when I see it taking place with young people today and I try and encourage them. I do my best to let every child that I come in contact with, I let them know, I love you. If you need anything and your parents aren't around, I'm there for you. I got your back. I've done some foolish things. I have, I have a history of past. I've been to jail. I have felonies on my record. And you know, I've tried on many attempts to get my record expunged, mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat>
1: but the only thing they see was from that—the foolishness. The foolishness. Yeah, I said that was 20 years ago. What I am now is a man of God and a devoted husband and father.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Still denied. The governor denied. It almost wrecked me. Mm. The heck with it, everyone's going to see me as a hooligan Why not just be a darn hool?
0: Ooh, wow Almost owned the label there
1: Almost Then I turn around And I look and see my little ones That's why I can't be a fool
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. they depend on me So no matter what somebody may think I am I know what I am Don't accept that label You don't have to accept that stigmatism that's associated with the project kids and the suburban kids and da, 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 here and there. Life and your position is all done, is all created and changed by your works. And I never gave up on that. Matter of fact, please keep me in your prayers, everyone. I'm going back before the judge on November 12th again nice. with legal aid here of the Bluegrass to hopefully get my record expunged. I have several letters that people sent me when they found out I was doing this to express and, and um, disclose what they think of me mm-hmm. and my character
0: right, right. and everything else. Yeah, those are important.
1: And I read those letters and there were some very kind things in those letters that I didn't see in myself Because I thought I was just doing What was the right thing to do Oh wow And for someone to say This is a man Who would give anything For a child Yeah that affirmation <clears throat> It was like I wasn't paying attention it's A couple of them I never even told them What I discussed with their child Yeah But their child told them Uncle Casey believes in me yeah. I tell every kid I love you every day because we don't know. And I and this is something this is something I like to um express wholeheartedly. Speak on we as adults, we need to let our kids know that they're loved every day and let them know that we have confidence in them and that their pe their potential is beyond their wildest dreams. Cause you never know whether it's your kid or the kid up the street or whatever. Or kid you just come to meet. Because you never know what these children are going going through in these different households. And you telling them that you love them and trust them and have confidence in them, probably was the first time they heard that all day or all year or all month.
0: Yeah, because you never know. You assume people We don't
1: know. And that's the thing. People assume. That's what placed the labels. Yeah. That's what placed the labels. Well, we know what Casey was like before. Mm Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? When I was living out in Tate's Creek and I had got my life together, I started running with those crowds. These young men at the corner would block off the street and wouldn't let people come up the street because they tried to own the street because they were doing their little drug transactions. I went down there and said, if my wife ever comes through here and you hold her up, we're going to have a problem. These young men, 23 or whatever, who are you old man the whole nine yards? His dad came out. Ty, that's what I called him. He said, told him, sons, wrong guy. Who is he? I'm just letting you know, wrong guy. Yeah. If he told you to get out the way, get out of the way. Then his father went on to express to them. But see, their father didn't know me what I am now. Is their father knew what I was back then. Right,
0: right, right,
1: right. And that's what he was telling his kids. He can harm you. Wouldn't lose a bit of sleep and sit right next to your body, laying in the ground, and have dinner, and wouldn't think nothing of it. This is what his, their dad re- remembers about me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, but the fact of the matter is, that's not me anymore. I'm a man who is trying to protect my wife and my family. Yeah, whole different thing. Yeah,
0: that <laughs> not going out here, not going out here harming yeah. people for no reason. I don't know whether to call that environment or perception, but that's just two different, two different stories with two, a man with two different purposes. You know,
1: exactly. But those young men, as time went on after living over there, yeah, they came to respect me and my family. <clears throat> And they stopped their activity on the street because I would tell them, you much better than this.
0: Oh, wow. That, you're wow, much, wow. You're much better than this. Then it became like a redemption thing and you were able I to would speak, make it speak a point. life into them. I would
1: make it a point that I would walk down there when they're gathered. So what's up? What you doing today? Oh, we're just hanging out. But well, why aren't you working? You're a grown man. Why are you living in your mama's house and you're not working? <laughs> oh, man, I got my hustle. I said, that's only going to get you so far. Yeah, I say you're a grown man now. You go to go to jail for a long time over small potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Let's do something productive. Yeah, that's huge. And not all of them took my advice, but a large majority of them did. That's And amazing. they turned out to be good fathers and working hard, working in, working in nursing homes, showing love and care to people who who needed their help, opposed to the individuals who was putting young people in the hospital from bad drugs and everything else. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, their whole perception, you know, when I first moved in that neighborhood, everyone was like, they're who, they're this, and they're that. Yeah. yeah. And as time went on, I can't believe you talked to them. That's a nice young man. Yeah. I'm not going by what you say. I'm going by what I see. And he just needed somebody to talk to him in a positive way.
0: Yeah. What a blessing to hear that story of taking something that started as a negative, you know, like, oh, You know, that's Keith. You don't want to mess with this guy because he'll do X, Y, and Z. And then you turn and use the influence for good to build people up and speak life into them. And then they turned out to have a hope and a purpose. That's amazing.
1: That goes back to the scripture. I'm not good in quoting the scripture, but I I remember. Right. Okay. I I just
0: say the Bible says. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The Bible says that God has granted us all with gifts. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I don't have the gift of wealth. I don't have the gift of power and politics, but I do have the gift of encouragement and love.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is a gift, right? That's my gift. You know how you know it's a gift because it can be used for for, for a a great impact, yeah. A great impact. Yeah, that's
1: amazing. Use that gift. I don't care if it's spending time with children or young men like you do To encourage them, lift them up, and let them know that there's something greater out there for you. Your life is not defined by being behind bars, by how much you hustle on the street, how many girls you get pregnant. Your life is defined by your good works. Yeah. And by using the gift that God has blessed you with. That's awesome, man. I love it. It is. It is awesome. You're a teacher. You have some pretty much the same, same gift. That's right. Yep, the gift
0: of encouragement. Well, let's uh, let's adjust here and go in uh, one more direction before we go into the sure. legacy mode and carry out the last segment here. Yeah, right, go. No. All right, brother. Uh, so, from a uh, fatherhood perspective, one, one thing I'm always interested in is this idea of a community of fathers. Right? Like mm-hmm. you, you represent almost a community all unto yourself because you know not only entire groups, but generations uh, of people look up to you, Uncle Casey, you know, you've helped us, you've believed in us. What about your connection with with other old heads or other fathers in the community? Is it a team sport? Is there a network of people that you've surrounded yourself that are like you, like-minded, or you just kind of go solo in this this mission you're on? Talk to me about that.
1: Well, we have a group at our church called the Royal Rangers, Okay. And that's, te- that's <clears throat> like the Boy Scouts, teaching them how to be men. Oh, cool. And um, I do my best if I could volunteer, be there, or they ask me to come speak, I do that. The men in this neighborhood, those with kids and without, we have, I've come to t- know many of them, and we spoke from the first time I moved over here, from the right. first day I moved over here. And we had this pack, Whether we get along or not, our kids are what's important. If your kid is over my house, I love your kid like you love mine. Heck yeah. If I'm not around and you see something's going on with my kid, I expect you to stand up like I would stand up for you. And that's the bond we have. So basically, I came into a community where everyone kept to themselves. And now to make, I did my best to make this a village. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you're white, Hispanic, Oriental, from Africa, or whatever the case may be. <coughs> all kids in this community <coughs> is all of our men' responsibilities, that's and cool. and for again, it goes back that these young men need to see how real men act. These young ladies need to know what they should expect from a real man.
0: Yeah, no doubt, that's cool. So you guys are building this culture here where it's about family.
1: It's a, it's all about family. Yeah. Anyone in this neighborhood could call me up and say I need you, and I'm there. Anyone anyone in this neighborhood, if my wife or my kids need them, they're there. Yeah, yeah. It's a couple of neighbors here who have keys to my home, so yeah. if they don't see or hear from me, they will come in here and check on me.
0: Yeah, same same here. We've got six properties that touch our our yard mm-hmm. all, all the way around, mm-hmm. we're surrounded. And uh, yeah, I've had two, one or two of them have a key to our home, and we're all mm-hmm. you know good
1: speaking. Likewise,
0: guys. you know we, we know we know them. We talk yeah. and yep.
1: And the, and the good thing about it, from my background, you wouldn't give somebody the key to your home in Detroit. Right, You right, come right. home and your home will be empty. Right. <laughs> okay. Here, I have their key, they have my key and I don't have no problem with them. Worried about them coming over here. It's been several certain hey, I locked myself up. You have my key? Yes, here you go. <laughs> right, right. And then, you have the key? They go get back in, they come back. All right, I got my key from the house. Here's the key to keep. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Appreciate it. Yeah. Vice versa. Yeah.
0: Help Vice versa. Out.
1: Yeah. Vice versa. Absolutely. And it's, <laughs> Um, you know, I think, was it Milo Angelo who said that about it takes a village? I don't remember who said that quote, but yeah. I think that was Milo Angelo. I really didn't understand what that meant <laughs> until I saw how my actions impacted all those around me. Yeah. When I was out there acting a fool, how that impacted those around me. Oh, I want to be like UKC Big Bowler in a whole nine yards. So you want to go to jail too? Mm. You want to be in jail fighting to protect your backside from guys bigger than you? Yeah. Is that is that what you want to be? Or do you want to be the, the part of me that got out of the service? Even though I still act a fool, I, I, did, what I, I did my best to do what I had to do. And I got me a degree yeah. from UK. Yeah. You see what I'm saying?
0: Sounds like you had it, you you came sounds like you had a life where you
1: I was teeter-tottering were, back and forth.
0: Yeah, you were more focused on counting the cost, you know. And, mm-hmm. and now you've created a life where you're counting the blessings.
1: It's too many.
0: Yeah.
1: And I and I tell I tell people all the <clears> time, they say, How have God blessed you? I'm sorry, I don't have another fifty-seven years to tell you how God blessed me. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? When I was a hoodlum on the streets back in Detroit, he kept me from getting shot when I was in dangerous situations. When I fell about 65, I think it was between 65, 70 feet, and I broke both of my legs behind my back and my lower vertebrae, and they told me I wasn't going to be able to walk, he gave me the power to walk again. See, when they found me laying down, they said, hey, Clark, yeah. Blood everywhere. What's, are you okay? Where's my leg? Right here. You see what I'm saying? You see where I'm pointing? Yeah, yeah. Right here.
0: It's like up on your shoulder. Yeah.
1: I said, "Oh, cool." And from the pain, I passed out. Oh. Waking up, full body cast, everything. You're not gonna be able to walk again. You're not gonna be able to have children. You'll probably lose your legs before you're 30. Wow. I'm 57. Yes, sir. I have problems with my legs, but I still have my legs. I'm still walking. I'm still enjoying my kids. Absolutely. And I I tell my daughters all the time and my wife, if God was to take those abilities from me right now, I would count my blessings Because he blessed me for an additional Almost 30 years after the incident yeah, No doubt <clears throat> He's blessed me with two beautiful daughters mm-hmm. Yes sir Job well done <laughs> Yeah yeah. You see what I'm saying yeah. Thank you Lord Job well done
0: That's awesome man. If
1: it ended today I am still I consider myself one of the most blessed people To ever walk the face of this earth Mm-hmm. Yes sir man
0: let's uh, let's round the corner into uh, the legacy mode here. Uh, mm. I want to talk to you about uh, kind of mm. where things are headed to the, from now to the future mm. uh, what's uh, what's one thing that you learned from uh, mm. like an, another older guy that was in your life maybe that's always stuck with you maybe one of your mentors or something
1: When I was going through recovering, <clears throat> there was a gentleman. He took me on, I called him pop, named George Owens. God rest his soul, he passed away. First thing he said to me when I came into that um, AA meeting over there on 2nd Street, mm-hmm. he said, the characteristics of a good leader is a good listener. Wow. You don't always have to comment on everything.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Listen. Listen, yeah. You will find more growth in yourself by listening to yeah. other people's turmoils, actions, positivity, and everything because you can incorporate it in your life or you can relate to it and you can see that point of view without being judgmental.
0: Yeah, that's huge. My buddy uh, David Freeman, who mm-hmm. was on a previous Daddy-O episode, mm-hmm. he said the same thing about listening. He just really emphasized that, you know, with parenting, with life, listen, listen more. <laughs> it's,
1: listen, It's it's not... Just that and being successful outside these four walls.
0: Yeah.
1: It's also in your relationship. Sure, sure. Husband and wife can go through this battle. Who's stronger and everything else?
0: Yeah.
1: I get more from my wife by shutting up and listening. Sure. Okay, not, not paying attention to maybe the outrage that she is experiencing right now, uh-huh. but if I listen closely to the words... I find out what's really bothering her, and yeah, a lot of yeah, times yeah. it's not even me.
0: Yeah,
1: it's just a circumstance or a situation she's been through through that day. So yeah, my job yeah. at that and point you're in time, kind
0: of rubbing up against. It. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, mm-hmm. so my job as a husband is not to battle with her,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but mm-hmm. to comfort her and know that she's in a safe place. And not every woman wants you to fix it. Mm. Man, I hope y'all are hearing this (laughs) Every woman don't want Don't try and be superhero all the time Because in her mind She's a hero by herself She don't need you She just wants you to listen They don't want you to fix everything If she wants you to fix it She's going to come to you I've done all I can about this Can you help me out? Other than that Shut up and listen
0: Listen, yeah Good stuff, good stuff Uh,
1: That taught me a lot about my daughter Because I'm the only guy in the house
0: Yeah
1: and that's a lot of estrogen going around. For sure. Okay. And my wife had to tell me, you can't raise our daughters like you're in the military. <laughs> They're, you're their father. You're yeah. their protector. You're, yeah. Along with God, you're their comforter. Yeah. Just listen. My little one sometimes had to catch me and put me in check and say, I didn't ask for your opinion. <laughs> I, just, I, need, yeah. I just wanted you to listen to me. Cool. It, it took me a while to stop looking at TV and trying to pay attention to them.
0: Yeah.
1: Now I'm like, turn off or pause. Yeah. I'm got, all ears.
0: Undivided, yeah.
1: All ears. Being in the moment, that's huge. And, and my wife is the same way with me. She'll see me struggling with something. And she'll come, are you okay? Mm-hmm. I'm having a rough day. Yeah. What's going on? She's not going to sit up here after I tell her and say, well, you were wrong about this. You were this and that. I'm sorry that you were going through that. And you probably need some time to sort things out in your head. And when you're ready to share that, let me know. Wow. Huge. Let me know. Man, there's a lot of maturity in that. Let me know. And I'll let her know. But then on the same, by the same token, if you don't ask me for advice, I'm not gonna give advice. Yeah, people just want you to listen, yeah. and that's from the smallest child to the elder one who mm-hmm. needs help. Yeah, listen. Mm-hmm. It's so much. It's like you know how you look at the old computers when they say the binary code, like on the Matrix, all that stuff scrambling. Yeah. Find the message in all that chaos. Yeah. Listen. Listen. Yeah. Listen, and then boom, all those different codes run around. Gonna say. Yeah. I'm just I'm just having a bad day today. Right, right. You know, but but you're just seeing all this other crap instead of the nucleus. It's hard to have discernment without that listening. Yeah, just listen. Huge. I started this jerky business. Well, basically, it's just a pastime of mine. Not really officially a business yet. But um, I was making my jerky marinades. My wife let me taste that. That's good. That's good. Maybe we can refine this a little bit. Yeah. What do you think it tastes like? Well, I think it's a little salty. So what could we do about that? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to switch the soy sauce to low sodium. And instead of taking the wild game, especially, and putting curing salt on it, and then make putting it in the marinade, I cut my meat up. I clean it. And put a little water with a little kitchen salt in it, and then I rinse it off and it's ready to go with the marinade. But see, that's a life lesson all itself. Okay. Every, Every opportunity, every passion, every position that we go through in our lives, it's a process. Mm -hmm. Making jerky is a process Life is a process If you try and run ahead Of the next step that God has planned for you You're bound to go down the wrong road Mm -hmm. I've told people going through recovery with me You haven't done I've done that stuff too But you haven't done everything yet To feel Mm -hmm. defeated But don't worry You're on the same road You're going to get there if you don't stop Yeah and the I tell only them, way to lose is to yeah, quit, right? Right, right. I said, my, my <laughs> wish and goal for you is not to be 45 years old and say, what the heck am I doing? I need to get off this junk. Mm. You're 20-something years old. If you stop now, do you know how many blessings that you can receive? Yeah. Because all that point from your age to up to 45, when I decided to get clean, was a blur.
0: Yeah.
1: It was a blur. Yeah. I missed a lot of... Opportunities in my foolishness That's why I got these felonies Heck I could have been a police officer After getting out of the service I could have done this I could have been a fireman mm-hmm. But because I act a fool I got those felonies on my record So all those opportunities Was closed off But Being that Happiness is not all about money Or status Happiness I find more happiness In being of service yeah, yeah, I know what you mean I receive more rewards from being of service yeah. Opposed to saying, gimme, give gimme, give yeah. gimme
0: Yeah, something I was uh thinking about this week I uh, got, a, got a younger buddy of mine who's been struggling with kind of being in a rut You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, ah, you know, I just feel like I'm stagnant I don't know the the way forward And something I thought of It's an old, old lesson, you know But it kind of comes around in seasons Well, a great way to get lifted up is to lift others up, you know, get unstuck by being of service. I love, I love that. You know, you can call it purpose-filled living. You can call it whatever you want, but the feeling you get from helping somebody else out sure beats the heck out of the feeling you you get when you're sitting around wondering what to do with yourself. Am I right?
1: (laughs) Yes. When I first went to church, one young man came up to me, a younger man to me. Do you, do you want to feel powerless or do you want to be powerful? Okay. You can't be both. Hmm. So either you're gonna be powerless with the devil or you're gonna have God by your side and you overcome anything. Okay. So which one do you wanna be?
0: Pretty direct approach.
1: <laughs> which one do you wanna be? Yeah. Do you wanna be powerless or powerful? Yeah. Yeah. Not powerful in my physical strength in faith, in belief, and love.
0: Yeah, he didn't mince words. I choose that. What uh What would you say is a uh, growth area that you could work on as a dad? (laughs) You're you're still in the game, man. Still raising one here.
1: What's the growth area I can be far as being a dad? Yeah. I think the gentleman in your last podcast said that best about his daughter's. Mm. Whereas um, How you raise them Because he was saying the difference between how he raised his boys And he raised his girls yeah. And he was saying that With his girls They want You don't have to be Boom strong like you would be with a man mm-hmm. Just to look or let them know And command your respect you don't have to beat them down with harsh words because once that craps spews out your mouth, you can't take it back.
0: Yeah, that's huge. It happens quick, doesn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and it's some. It's sometimes I'm getting that moment, and then it comes, I'm like uh, hoping I can just jam those words yeah, back bring in them, my mouth bring them back. and and then it's like, why would you say that?
0: Yeah.
1: And you know what? Honestly, that's not really what I meant. I was in an all-around way trying to get to the same point that she wanted, but it was in a harsh term. Mm. So I have to learn, my daughter, you know, she's having a difficult moment. Dad, I just want somebody to hold me. Oh, Lord, yeah. And I don't have to ask her (laughs) what's wrong because when I hold her and I comfort her before she gets ready to go to bed, she eventually ends up telling me, so-and-so was rude to me today and I tried to show as much love as possible. Do you think it'd be better the next day? I said, only thing we can do is pray that God will bless us with another day and we go right back at it. She said, but what if he keeps on being rude to me? Well, God said, if they be rude to you once, you do it sevenfold over being nice to them. Mm -hmm. Keep on doing it. You'll break them down. Yeah
0: right that's a that's a tough lesson man it requires a lot of discipline i learned a lot
1: of these lessons from young people and my daughters yeah they epiphany or this revelation and it's from listening yeah <clears throat> so don't be a fool and be ignorant for those that's my age and all you can learn something from a young person just as well.
0: Yeah, life, lifelong learner. Yeah,
1: you if you go it. through a day where you don't learn at least one thing, it was a wasted day. If you go through a whole day and you can't be of service to one person, it's a wasted day.
0: Yes, sir. Love it.
1: Plain Love and it. simple.
0: What would, uh, what would your wife say she appreciates about you as a father to the children?
1: I would give all that I am to secure their happiness.
0: Boom. Love it. If you, uh, so it, <clears throat> kind of the parting question here, if you if you just fell off the face of the earth tomorrow, what big lesson would your daughter say that you left behind, that you taught her? <clears throat> love God, love everybody. <laughs> I love it. I, I love that you can zone in on, on a simple, just truth.
1: It's it's that's the problem we, we as adults We stuck in our ways We make things more complicated Than what they are Yeah God said out of all these Out of all these commandments The greatest one is love
0: mm-hmm.
1: Love God Love everybody <coughs> Be yes forgiving sir. Yes sir, I love Forget it. about all the riches It's not going with you Yeah Love God Love everybody
0: Yeah Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This has been a fantastic episode. Uh, I think anybody listening will be mightily blessed by this. Uh, Do you have any parting words to throw out there, man?
1: It'd be wrong for me to plug my jerky, but... (laughs) Let's plug it. I want Uh, to. Oh, shit. So where can can folks Uh,
0: find you? It's uh, Casey's Homestyle Jerky.
1: Casey's Homestyle Jerky.
0: Is it a page that you can like or is it a a group?
1: it's It's a page... On um, Facebook, you like. And I made a mistake when I tried to do it myself. As I told you, I was messing it up. Mm-hmm. I have one that was a closed group and one that's an open group. Please find a public group. And if you want anything from me, you just let me know what your um, desire is. It has a listing of the type of jerkies I make. Mm-hmm. I do deliver in the Lexington and Nicholasville area. Yep. yep. If you live out of the area, it's not impossible. I had jerky sent to um, servicemen in Germany. I will mail it to you, and we it's a, it's a ten dollar shipping and handling cost yeah. because I just put it in that box. They say one cost for everything. Yeah, yeah. Make it worth your while. Put three or four bags in there. Yeah, <laughs> it, you know
0: it's really good. I was I was pleased by uh, most of the store bought jerky. Again, it's just it's dried to death. You know what I'm saying? It's like very very dehydrated. It's the preservative and it's right. just sitting
1: up in the storage room. Yeah, all mine is made made to order. Yeah, you're not gonna come to my house and see. Jerky laying all around, waiting to go out. Right, right. No, you want it. It's going to be fresh yeah. that way. One of the big, but, I don't
0: want to make your life too uh, complex here, but one of the like biggest uh, selling points that you know kind of caused us to place our first order was you were willing to work with we wanted like a low sugar, no sugar type of situation. I can make it keto friendly. Yeah, it was crazy because we saw the flavor we wanted and we were like, oh, is there any way you could just adjust it? And you were like, done, let's do it. You know, I've, I've
1: had a lady place to order just recently um, and she said, well, I can't have the brown sugar. Right. I can't have the high sodium. I said, let me see. How about molasses? She said, pure molasses? I said, yeah. yeah. She said, I can have that.
0: Yeah, that's cool, love it. So I done it. But, yeah, it's a it's a great uh, veteran-owned small business right here in our very own Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, it's a great product, I've used it, love it.
1: But in in all fairness, aside from the jerky thing, I mean, if you're from yes, I'm gonna be pleased, I'm gonna be happy, that's the way I substitute my income for my disability. But most importantly, what I want you to take away from all this just empower yourself each and every day to wake up and just do something random, act of kindness for, for somebody you don't know and make it even better. Yeah, yeah, you've got And with no expectations. Right. If you, if you do something for somebody with an expectation, then you're doing it all for the wrong reason. If I sit up here and see a homeless person or see somebody who's hungry or a kid that needs this or whatever, and I go out and buy them a coat, here. What can I give you for it? One day, pass it on. Do it on. Do it to someone else. Yeah, that's cool. Walk away.
0: Yeah, you've talked about being of service. Uh, yeah, just walk away.
1: I do. I do. I have more joy doing it with no expectations than sitting up here and putting false hopes. Whenever you make ex, place expectations on all your actions, you're surely to be disappointed most of the time.
0: That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, David Freeman talked about that too. Just that uh, unspoken expectations, you know, how I poison every time be for a every time. Why
1: well, I did this for them? Why aren't they being nice to me? Well, that one part it. of the setup. Yeah. yeah, you did it because you want to. they're yeah. they gonna be a dog whether or not you done it or not. Uh, you done it because you want to. Right, Jesus right. done it because. He loved us and wanted to, yes, sir. no expectations. Yeah. You still <clears throat> had a choice due to Adam and Eve. You still have a choice, and He loves you unconditionally. Absolutely,
0: great episode! Appreciate your time, man. Oh,
1: pledges all mine, bro. Yes, sir. And this is my wife and them as they come in here. Awesome. <laughs>
0: Thanks again, greatness family for listening to the daddy O show podcast series only on partner with greatness, which is a youth development platform aimed at dudes ages 14 to 24. We want to help you heal up from damages. You may have been dealt in life, take control of what you can control and live the most powerful and blessed life possible. Y'all have a great one. Be sure and pick up a long sleeve gray tee from us. If you're going into the winter months and you want to keep your body warm and keep a smile on your face, As always, like, share, subscribe, leave a review, do those things to help us boost our ratings and visibility and get the word out there. Share it with a friend if you think they need to hear today's awesome content. Much love, young champions, I believe in you. See you next time.